Welcome to Stats for the People. My name and your host is Stephen LeBlanc. For years, I have been somewhat obsessed with statistics and how we ignore them, listen to a biased view, or are simply never told. My goal with this podcast is to bring the numbers to the people and let you make a judgment of your own. I personally don't care if it favors the left or the right. That is what the mainstream media on both sides care about. All I care about, as we all should, is the truth. I hope with the support of the people, we the people, will get the stats we care about. Now, there will be times that we will talk about fun stats and cool stuff and historical data. A lot of historical stuff. I just love that stuff. But ultimately, we need numbers that matter, that affect us. We live in a world where talking heads are controlled by deep pockets of hate and selfishness. I'm not a Republican, and I am not a Democrat. I am a man and an American who cares about the truth. So I hope you will join, subscribe, and donate to this effort. No corporation will ever control me. That is why I will ask the people to help support the mission of digging and providing unbiased stats from here and abroad. I will thank you now and in the future for your support, because the only stats that matter, in my humble opinion, is the stats that truly affect our lives, the people. So I hope you are able to join me on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where I will do my darndest to find the best up-to-date stats that I can to give to the people. Not the stats I want you to hear, or don't want you to hear, but all the stats so you can make an informed decision without control of either side, either party. Again, I thank you. God bless. Good night. Welcome to the first episode of Stats for the People. My name and your host is Stephen LeBlanc Sr. So we're going to jump right in tonight. It might be a part one and a part two. We'll see what we can cover. But we are going to begin with Connecticut's coronavirus data. That is what we'll be exploring this evening. Now, I started first around September 26th is when I started compiling some numbers on paper to write them down. And then I had updated them on October 9th and again on October 13th. Now, I did not update it from October 13th, being only two days ago, even though the numbers have changed. But the numbers aren't going to be that far off to understand the data. So I want to begin on September 26th numbers, the data that I had compiled at that point in time. So we understand in Connecticut there's a population of 3,565,287 people. Now, at that point in time, there was a total positive cases of 56,587. Tests reported were 1,516,780. 
at that point, currently hospitalized, was 76. The total deaths were 4,501. Now, the numbers at that point, positive-negative percentage-wise, was 3.7% were positive. 96.3 were negative. And obviously, that would go on to change in a couple of weeks. And not the way the news media might like to tell you. Now, we look at the age group cases because, well, we always look at that. All the old people are dying. You're killing grandma. You hear it all the time. And I'm kind of sick and tired of the left and the right. And that's exactly why I've said before I made this podcast. To just give you the stats as they are, every single one that I can find, on the Department of Health, so you can make a judgment call. So, zero to nine years old, there were 1,128 cases. There was one death. And the interesting thing about that one death is, is it was later retracted. So, it was taken back in the media or the newspapers, but not actually off the stats, which was interesting. From the ages of 10 to 19, there were 2,903 cases, one death. The ages 20 to 29, there were 8,844 cases, four deaths. From the ages of 30 to 39, there were 8,268 cases, 21 deaths. And obviously, we start to increase the number because, well, as you get older, your immune system is a little bit different. That's just simple science, and I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. We all learned it. From the ages of 40 to 49, 7,865 cases, 58 deaths. 50 to 59 years old, 9,186 cases, 186 deaths. From the ages of 60 to 69, 7,524 cases. 555 deaths. From the ages of 70 to 79, 4,728. Deaths, 984. 80 and above, because they just they didn't do 80 to 90. Uh, obviously, at that age, less to count. Uh, <laughs> Trying to think of a better way of saying that, but there was just less to count. From 80 and up, 7,183 cases. It was 2,691 deaths. That's a large percentage. In fact, it made up, I believe, 59.7% of all deaths. Now, you take between 16 and 69, 70, 79, and 80 and above, well, made up of 93.8% of the deaths. Now, we already know that, but yet still we are in lockdown. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. You kind of should be against lockdowns. You kind of should be taking out some of those masks. I'm sorry, but not every situation calls for a mask. I'm not saying they don't ever call for them, just not every single one. So that was on September 26th. Now, I went on to go to October 9th because the numbers had changed, and I had not gotten to this podcast yet. So the current population, as you know, as I stated earlier, was 3.5 million. Total tests had gone up. They had gone from 1.5 million to 1,794,099. The positive cases went from 56,587 to 60,038. Currently hospitalized, 
well, almost doubled, 76 to 134. The total deaths went from 4,501 up to 4,530. So interestingly enough, at that point in time, September 26th was a 3.7% positive and a 96.3% negative. Now, I had read in the Hartford Current at one point that talking about the, it's always about verbiage. And what they said, cases surge, surge, surge. They just kept on pounding on that along with other people like other oh, cases have gone up. The interesting part is the positive cases went down by percentage. So it went from 37 to 3.3% positive and went from 96.3% negative to 96.7% negative. So we talked about the high numbers of people dying in which every single one, I don't think anyone was going to argue this on any side of the aisle, it's tragic and it's just unfortunate. But we know where the numbers are and yet we still pretend we don't which is unfortunate. From zero to nine years old, the cases had gone up plus 209, still the one death. From the ages of 10 to 19, the cases were plus 515, still one death. From the ages of 20 to 29, it remained exactly the same, which I thought was rather interesting, and still four deaths. From 30 to 39, it went up plus 571, and still remained at 21 deaths. Now, from 40 to 49, it went from 7,865 cases to 8,300 cases with 60 deaths, so it went plus 2. 50 to 59 was 9,186, and that went up to 9,592 with 189 deaths, so there's a plus 3. So 60 to 69, same thing, 7,524 cases, Went up to 7,497. I know what you're saying to yourself. Went up, Stephen? How is that possible? And I'm telling you right now, this is when there's numbers like this to happen on different uh, times. And I'm not even going to get into Massachusetts at the moment. That's another story. But when I checked on the data, this is exactly what happened. I did not make a mistake writing it down. It actually went down, which is impossible. So we know numbers can be messed around with or someone's not paying attention. And it was 558 deaths. So that was a plus three. From 70 to 79 years old, it was 4,728 on September 26th. And that went up to 4,893 with 988 deaths. So you're plus four on that. So 80 and above went from 7,183 cases up to 2,000, I'm sorry, up to 7,291 cases. Total of deaths went from 2,691 to 2,708. Now, before, it was 93.8% from 60 to, uh, to over 80, obviously. 16 above, made up of 93.8% of the deaths. Well, now we look at, on October 9th, it made up 93.9% of the deaths. So, still, the higher percentages in the elderly community, which is obviously... Unfortunate, but it is a fact of life. The immune system breaks down. Any doctor will tell you that's not a big surprise. So now we just live in a weird <laughs> in a weird world of fear mongering on both sides, I might add. So now we look at October 9th. I apologize, I already said that October 13th we went into. 
But I wanted to look before we got to that point at the racial disparity. And I didn't want to do that until I read an article that kept on pointing out the black community was the most affected. And I thought that was interesting as in why. Why are they more affected? And the article was right, but it was also interesting. It kind of left something out. They were right and they were wrong. So when I looked at the population and the total cases and the total deaths and percentage-wise, I found some very interesting numbers. Now, in Connecticut, the white community, and again, when I read these off in the order that I read them off, it's straight off the Department of Health. So it's not me putting one race above another or one number above another. It's exactly the way it is from the Department of Health in Connecticut. Um, some of these, none of these numbers I'm going over are CDC numbers. These are straight from the Department of Health in Connecticut. I mean, I looked at the CDC numbers to balance them off to look if they're the same, and they're pretty much exactly the same. There might be one or two numbers, a slight disparity, but not enough to throw that data in. I know you're saying, Stephen, you're going to give me all the data. Well, when it's one or two, I don't worry too much about it. No, not one to two deaths, but it's one to two in the population, which is not a big deal. So in the white community, you have 2,408,190 a large number. Out of that, the total cases were 20,570. Now, the Hispanic community made up of 589,809. Black community, I'm sorry, black or African American, that's how they wrote it, 387,134. And that made 7,550 cases. Asian and Pacific and Pacific Islanders Um, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know we would have anybody by that title in Connecticut. Uh, 177,966. Now, the total cases was 875 out of that community. American Indian, there was 9,566 of a population with 58 total cases. Now, let's get to the deaths part. Well, let's go with this number. So, out of those cases to population, 0.008 were affected. Uh, the Hispanic community, 0.019 was affected. So higher than white people, right away. Boom. The black community, 0.019 again. So they were actually exactly the same as the Hispanic community, percentage-wise. Again, I say percent because there's more of one population than the other. I'm going by the percentage of effects. The Asian Pacific Islanders made a 0.004. They were the lowest, and American Indians were 0.006. Now, right there, I'm like, okay, yeah, that backs up what the news media has told you, that, you know, the black community is highly affected. I don't know why we didn't, they don't talk as much about the Hispanic community, which I thought was rather interesting. I guess maybe some people aren't concerned about it. That's why I give you the data. We should be concerned about everyone. Not one single race, not one single gender, everyone. It seems obvious if you have a heart. Now, when I look at the death rate, that's where it became interesting. So the white community, by percentage-wise, yes, they had more deaths. Someone would say, oh, they have more deaths because there's more population. True. But percentage-wise, 0.16 
of the of the cases of the deaths. If I said that sentence correctly, the Hispanic community was 0. 0.034 at 403 deaths at that point in time. The black community was 0. 0.088, and then the Asian Pacific were 0. 0.056. And American Indians were 0.034%. I know all these numbers are crazy. But I found that interesting because, yes, the black community and the Hispanic community were equally percentage-wise affected by coronavirus, COVID-19. But the Hispanics and the American Indians were the lowest death rate. And the white community was the highest. So that means they have the a worse immune system. And the black or African-American, as it is written on the website, the uh, Connecticut Department of Health, 0.088. So it's interesting how the numbers swapped. So I just want to put those numbers out there so you can make a judgment. Again, everyone who is affected, I don't even, I don't care that, 0.034 of the American Indians were affected. They are just as important as any other race. So we go to October 13th. It was the last time I, 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 did, I compiled the numbers. At that point, 1.9, I'm sorry, 1,907,888 were tested. Total cases, positive cases, were 61,697. The total deaths were 4,533. And currently hospitalized at that point, on uh, two days ago, 172. So now we're at, when we look at the rate again, now remember before, September 26th, 3.7% were positive and 96.3% were negative. And then we went to October 9th, and it was 3.3% positive, 96.7% negative. Now, here we are on October 13th, 3.2% were positive, and 96.8% were negative. See, these are good numbers. More cases, I'm sorry, more tests, more cases, possibly more deaths. That's the way it's going to pan out. But what we should be looking at is the number of negatives from those tests. The more negatives than there are positive is a good thing. If the positive numbers go percentage-wise goes down and the negative numbers keep going up, that's a good thing. So we're going to look at the age bracket again. So between the ages of 0 and 9, 1,429 cases, still one death. The one that I was talking about that did not get retracted. The ages 10 through 19 went up to 3,618 cases, still one death. From the ages of 20 to 29, 9,628 cases, still four deaths. And when I say still, that's a good thing. We should be happy. From the age of 30 to 39, 9,089 cases, 21 deaths. Stayed the same. Uh, from the ages of 40 to 49, 8,517, 60 deaths. 
stayed the same. From 50 to 59, there was 100, I'm sorry, 9,805 cases, 189 deaths. Stayed the same as October 9th, four days ago. Well, now a little longer than that. So 60 to 69. And again, the death rate has changed in the last couple of days. And I thought I had written down today's exact numbers, and I don't find them. I see Rhode Island over here, but we're not doing Rhode Island. That would be another one podcast. Um, so I wish I had the numbers in front of me at the moment, but I do not. So from 60 to 69, 7,632 cases, 558 deaths. 70 to 79, 4,958 cases, 989 deaths. From 80 and up, 7,350 cases, uh, 2,710 deaths. Now, we can go through counties, but not a lot of people are going to know all the counties, even though the obvious ones hit were the closer to New York because we're close to New York. But there was a number that I found interesting. And when I was, I was, I wasn't really thinking long term facilities that I was able to, was able, was going to be able to find those. But in Massachusetts, I just happened to stumble across the numbers. And now I don't have those numbers in front of me, but it was over 9,000 deaths. But like 6,100 of those deaths were long term facilities. And that got me thinking, it's not just elderly people, it's where are they? And those are in those homes, which is funny that no one seems to catch on to this because, well, they've been doing this. This has been going on for over 20 years. I watched specials on 60 Minutes in 2020. I guess we still can't figure it out, or maybe we still just don't care. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess, is where we're at, unfortunately. So I looked at Connecticut, and at one point in Connecticut, 2,849 deaths were in long-term facilities. Well, that's not good, is it? So I find it fascinating that we make a big deal about the elderly dying. And we shouldn't be making a big deal out, we should be making a big deal out of anyone who's dying. But elderly people die. I'm not saying this to be callous. I mean, I personally have already lost my mother. I've lost my stepfather, and, and my father is up there in age also. My my wife has lost both her parents. So it's not as if we don't know what loss is. I just recently lost my younger sister uh, about a year ago. Not to get too personal. But death happens. And it happens at a higher rate among the elderly. Now, if you came to me and said to me, Stephen, between the ages of 20 and 29, they're just dying left and right. Then I'm thinking to myself, wow, why? I don't understand what's going on. But the elderly are contracting a virus because their immune system is weaker. It's just what it it's just what it is. It's unfortunate and it's sad. But we're gonna lose older people. But here's the thing we're gonna lose a lot more people, as it's come out lately, to suicides, depression. Alcoholism, drug addiction. And I think I'm going to end the podcast all the time 
and pointing out the fact that 800,000 children, if I got that number right, a year ago missing, but that's not a pandemic. I guess that doesn't affect certain people. You know, it should. It's children. We should all be caring about every child, no matter where, goes missing. But when you look at these numbers, when I look at 3.7% positive and 96.3% of those tested, tested negative, wow, I'm thinking that's awesome. And then when I look at it again, and I see the positive cases going down by percentage, out of people who tested and, and, and the negative cases are just amazingly, they don't exist. Nearly 97%, 97% are negative. We should be applauding that it's not worse. Not making it a political situation on both sides of the aisle. So when we go forth and you're talking to people, I hope you're able to take these numbers and use them in your argument. I don't want to see an argument. Unfortunately, there is arguments. Because there are statistics, and I'm going to get to them as we go along, that are worse by percentage-wise, and we ignore them. Well, because it's not helpful in anybody's Re-election, and it's not helpful to someone's election, or as some will call it, an election and a selection. So instead of concentrating on who we want to vote for for president, how about we focus on the great things that have happened and fix the bad things that have happened. The great things being a lot of negative tests out there. The bad things that are happening, still We've turned our back on the senior citizens in these long-term homes. At what point does the government start caring? I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You need to start caring. So I appreciate you tuning into this podcast. I wasn't sure if I could get through all these numbers in only a half hour, because I'm trying to keep my podcast to a half hour, but I'm going to be honest, folks. I don't think that's always going to be the case. I think they're going to be a lot longer in the future. So I believe I'm at almost a 25-minute mark, so that's not bad. And if anyone knows me, and you will get to know me, I will talk forever and a lot longer. Because there's a lot of data, and I wanted to start with COVID, but we will go into a lot of different uh, statistics. And COVID, obviously, is what's on most people's mind. Um, Next podcast, I'm hoping it'll be Rhode Island, but I don't want to say that because then what if I change my mind and people in Rhode Island are tuning in going, ooh, Rhode Island. But I will say about Rhode Island, which I thought was interesting. They have a population of 1,059,361. And they've actually, from the numbers I've gathered on their sites, again, I just go right straight to the source, Department of Health, 905,000 have been tested. That's rather impressive. They didn't do too bad on that one. And I think their positivity rate was under 3%, which is very good. We don't want any positive tests. I get that. But if we're looking at percentage-wise, 
That's pretty good. So, again, I want to thank you for tuning into the first podcast. I am deeply appreciative. And, you know, I guess that this is where I solicit people for donations. But if you go to my Patreon and you'll find me under my name, Stephen LeBlanc, and you will also find me under Stats for the People. So that's Stats, obviously, the number four, the people. So if you're able to go and contribute whatever you can, I appreciate that because I would like to be able to dig further, dig deeper, bring more numbers because I love statistics, to bring more numbers to you, the people, because we, the people, need to have everything at disposal, not what the right wants to give us and not what the left wants to give us. And with that, I will say God bless, have a beautiful evening, and be safe.